did. All right. No, I gotta get fucking set up. It pisses me off. <laughs> Like, my shit barely works half the time when I go want it to work. Now I gotta add more shit to it. I've got all this stuff downloaded. I'm gonna fuck with it tomorrow. He's gonna fuck with it tomorrow, and so will the sharks <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> we'll break down this game, and holy crap, what a what a crazy game this was between the sharks and the Oilers right now on Teal Town after dark. that wasn't the best intro i don't know what is since game seven against vegas yes i did say game seven good evening everyone it is monday night march 20th 2023 the sharks lose in dramatic fashion 5-4 in overtime to the edmonton oilers and we welcome you to this edition of teal town after dark your live interactive sharks post game we do this after every game so if you want to be part of the show chat with us and fellow sharks fans on the youtube page and the app you can also join us now on Twitch as well. We say hello to Felix on the Twitch uh, chat as well, along with the YouTube chat. So check us out everywhere on the social, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, Twitch, and everything at TealTownUSA.com. And if you want to support the show, you can use the Venmo at TealTownUSA or hit us up in the Super Chat. And with that, I say, how the heck are you, Ian Reed? Uh, I'm great. Um, you know, just <laughs> ranting about shit, not realizing we're live. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, that's probably my bad. My bad. But if you're providing the best intro ever. It is is yes, Ian, Ian whining about Ian whining about OBS is the the best. <laughs> the best. Bro. Uh, what a game. I mean, again, this is goes into the option that we've always said this year is at least we're entertained. And uh, yeah, way, how do you? This was an entertain. No, I totally fucked it up to worse, didn't I? I don't know. There, maybe try I gotcha. that. Uh, so, uh, what a game, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, look, um, this game kind of had it all. Uh, well, maybe not all. I mean, no one really, no one punched each other in the head, so. We, we didn't have that. Um, That's I good. Well, what have I done to my camera? Okay. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay. You're all good, man. And I'm watching the YouTube stream, which is, of course, a million miles behind. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, I mean, yeah, it, it was an entertaining game. I was entertained. There was a lot to, there's a lot going on, I think. Um, and it was nice to just get back to, back to hockey uh, again, too. Yeah, no, uh, to get focus back on to the sport that we actually love. Uh, however, of course, James Rammer was in net. And granted, uh, he had a hell of a game. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, look at credit where credit is due. I, I've said my piece on James Rammer last night. If you want to if you want to know what Ian thinks about James Rammer, uh, go watch Bucknall just last night. Um, I, I said my piece there. Uh, the only thing that I would echo without going into anything is it's not my voice. You should be listening to anyway. It's, it's, it's the voice of the people in the community affected. Um, that being said, and, and, and moving on, um, 
I think, yeah, look, he had a hell of a game. I mean, some of those saves that he made at the end of the third in overtime were absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just ridiculous, right? Um, right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, look at uh, is this the result that we want? No, obviously not. I mean, I joked on the show last night that when you know it was time to make predictions for the week, I said three loser points. So I'm I'm one for three so far. Uh, I'll see if I can uh, make it three for three um, because that's just that's the sharks at this point, right? Yeah. Like, and I know people are like messaging like leaving me on Twitter and like, oh, if they didn't have all these, like, I know, I'm aware, like, I get it, I know the score, but. At this point, man, like some sometimes some robots just want to watch the world burn. Well, it's burning right now. The sharks pick up a point. How? You know, sorry, it's doing my Curtis Brown impression there. <laughs> um, you know how? Well, let's break it down. A minute in, the sharks got on the board. You know, Hurdle had a nice pass from Barabanov. That gets challenged by Jay Woodcroft. Currently, mm-hmm. uh, Barabanov was just a scotch offside. Just a little offside. He was way offside. Like, I, such a clean cut call. I, you know, and it's funny because. No, I, I'm going to be nice tonight. No, not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> just, what? I'm just going to be nice tonight. No, what? you know what? I always preach, like, be kind, right? And be kind. And I'm not. I, I, I think that some people look at these plays and we're going to talk about more than one tonight. And they were all like, yeah, They're all a lot calls. of shit got reviewed. They were all the right call. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to have conspiracy theories about how the NHL hates the sharks, like, I don't know, like open a fucking rule book, but it's well, online. It, yeah. I feel for the person who has got to put out the graphics for the explaining all these challenges though tonight. But I, I will say to Nick Gialdini, and I can't, and I don't remember the um, the Oilers uh, video coach. They earn their money tonight. Make sure yeah. they get their raises uh, in that one. So remain no score. You keep going. Uh, you know, Kane takes a couple of penalties in this in the early going. Uh, Barabanov, Barabanov was on a on a roll tonight. Yeah, he hit. He had a great game. Eric Carlson had a great game. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I'm uh, the way I'm going to play this season. Out is when the, when the Sharks have all these loser points, I'm I'm just going to blame it on Eric Carlson at the end of the season. Yeah, and that's... I'm sure I'll get all the likes. It'll be great. <laughs> Caleb Pitts in the YouTube chat, <laughs> right? All, all yeah. the likes. Like, let's get those likes going, anyways. Already, uh, Sharks having fun games and picking up an occasional point is what I'm here for, by and large. Uh, you know, Michael Lamb, Oilers fan on YouTube. Sharks and Oilers played a great game. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Barton Slayer calling back goals is helping the Sharks. <laughs> oh man! I mean, if you're gonna take the time to review it, though, at least get it right. And, and tonight they got it right. Like everything that they reviewed was the right call. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was the correct call. Even the one after Bukestad got his 16th of the season to tie it up, mm-hmm. just like a minute and a half after uh, Barabanov gets his 15th to open the scoring. Hyman on the power play. He's in play. the crease, and, he's, and, and he's James Reimer cannot go to that side of the net. And, I mean, it's goaltender interference. Now, you always get, you know, I always get kind of, weird about goaltender interference because sometimes I think we look at something and we're like, that's goaltender interference. And then it turns out not to be. <laughs> right. um, 
So I always get a little squirrel. I was a little bit questioning it, but I was like, no, this has got to be goaltender interference. And and tonight again, like uh, the, the the right calls were made. Yeah. Uh, so that that made it one one after one, and then 1980s call. They got their second period back in this one. You know, 30 seconds in, you get Yamamoto mm-hmm. with his tenth of the season. Sharks thought they got the tying goal back. With Andreas Janssen's first goal as a shark, but no Couture was in the crease. He interfered with with uh, Jack Campbell, who's making his first start, which seems in forever uh, for Edmonton. And then the Sharks get on a roll, you know. I mean, yeah, Steve- Jack Campbell. I mean, I I feel bad for Jack Campbell because. Um, I like Jack Campbell, um, but I don't think he's been particularly good this year. <laughs> it's hard, man. Like you look at like I, I look at this Oilers team and I think that there's definitely a second round team because they're going to pull. What who are they going to pull? They're going to pull L.A. Like, I feel like that should be a series, right? Like, I think that's a that's a win for the I don't I'm I'm not impressed at all by the L.A. Kings. Um, so I think, you know, if the Edmonton Oilers pull the LA Kings, I, I think that's an easy round for them. But beyond that, oof, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think goaltending's let's be honest, goaltending was the key here, I think. And I think they thought they had it in Jack Campbell, but he's been off. Thankfully, you know, Stuart Skinner's been playing very well yeah. for the Oilers uh late. He made the all star team. At the last minute, but and and has kept a minute, you know. Uh, the win gets them the fortieth of the year for Edmonton, you know, eighty-eight points, you know, and uh, you know they looked pretty pretty decent. However, the Sharks kept being in this game. Lawrence had a great hand-eye coordination to shot on the breakaway yeah. after he got stopped to make it two-two. Then Carlson gets a sweet pass from from Fabian Zetterland mm-hmm. to in a nice deep. Pass Campbell will make it three two. Yes, Ekholm would come back. Apparently, if you had if you're nicknamed Ek or Ek, <laughs> you had a good night. <laughs> I Ekholm with the nice play, um, to tie it up, and then Carlson comes back. Almost like Carlson had a vengeance that he's like, okay, I'm gonna show these guys. You know, even though you, you I wasn't contacted about a trade, mm-hmm. I'm making my case for you on your ice tonight. I, I mean that that's I, I yeah he I mean he was on something tonight because I I think this is uh, this was it's it's hard to say like his best game in a while I think he's had a bunch of pretty good games um, but obviously things were things worked for him tonight like what, everything that seemed like Eric Carlson touched like it went well um, right. like sometimes sometimes things just go your way and I think tonight was one of those things for Eric Carlson so. Yeah, Carlson with two goals, two points. He gets to 87 on the campaign, 13 games to go. Let, or sorry, 13 points to get to 100, 11 games to go. It's going to be interesting. It's going to it's gonna come down to it if it's going to get close. Yeah, and it's nice to see. Look at Egazino got a point on the on the uh, Lorenz goal. That's, that's, that's awesome for, for, um, for Egazino, right? Like Egazino is a guy who I like. I, I like Egazino a lot. I think he's been a great captain for the Barracuda this year um and it's it's nice I, I understand why he's called up and I think it's nice I'm curious man because obviously with um 
Johnson getting out, you know, getting out of this game. And if he's, if he didn't return. So if he's serious now, I'm curious now that they're going to have to call someone up, like who's coming up. It's obviously not going to be Eklund because regardless of what the Sharks told us, we all know that this is strictly a business decision. This is all about sliding his contract. Um, so I'm curious who comes up, you know, um, I, I posed the question on Twitter and a few people responded right away saying Jeff BL and that's, to, I, you know, I can't argue with that. that's probably a good shout. I could see that happening. Um, but I'm, but I am curious, uh, to see, because obviously look, um, we, we know the score, you know, and I've talked about this before, but we know the score, obviously when it comes to the role of the AHL team, like this is their job, right? They, right. To get pillaged when things go wrong injury wise on the NHL team. Uh, this schedule for the Barracuda, not to turn this into a Barracuda show, this schedule for the Barracuda, I went over it on another show just recently is ridiculously hard. Um, there's only a couple games in there where I think that are, that they should win and there's no way around it um but there's you know there's a lot of pain there too there's more games against texas a team that they went 50 50 with um you know they've got a couple games coming up against uh uh, colorado um and colorado's played pretty good yeah uh, so it's it's going to be um it you know they they have a tough road ahead of them as far as trying to uh get into the playoffs on the plus side, the the team that they're chasing, the Tucson Roadrunners, they have a pretty tough schedule too. So they have that working to their advantage at least. But um, yeah, man, this Barracuda team really can't afford too many more losses to their to their roster, uh, especially of guys that just play regular regularly. Right, and uh, we got a lot of comments in here uh, as you're talking the Barracuda. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Littlefield on YouTube saying is that Cease's music. CJ Cease is another guy who could come, who could definitely come up again. Um, I, I, I that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, I, I don't know Jeff Biel's been kind of on a tear lately, so um, I think I, you you could make it you could make a good argument um, for either or because CJ Cease has obviously been a guy who they've called up a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Biel's been on a tear though, like kind of like Agazino's been. So um, I. I would lean VL over Cease at this point, but but we'll see. You know, we'll see. And, and also, I mean, hopefully, and 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 like, I don't want to like. Obviously, I hope Johnson's fine, right? Like, I'm right. not, I'm not like, oh man, he's injured. This is amazing. Like, no, obviously, like, I would really wish that people would stop getting injured on the Sharks because the Barracuda have actually been <laughs> enjoyable to watch this month, and I'm kind of tired of the Sharks pillaging across <laughs> yeah. on this playoff push, right? Yeah, it's it's been tough, and and you know just another Randy G. Although it's been answered in the question here, you know, Bordalo has been an all star, and everything, mm-hmm. and you know how's he been in the A? But he's been struggling lately. He's been struggling. Yeah, I think a little bit. I think um, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? Eklund and and Bordalo don't really play together all that much unless it's the power play. I think Bordalo has kind of hit a little bit of a slump at kind of the worst possible time. And I think it's kind of, I, I think he's in his head a little bit. Um, I think, look at, obviously this is the time of year when you see Eklund get called up and you're thinking, oh man, that could be me, but I just can't put the puck in the net right now. And I think when you have a situation like that, where 
you know, nothing's really going your way and other guys are starting to get finally, you know, guys are starting to get called up that you would expect to get called up based on being an actual meritocracy. Um, I think that kind of probably compounds his frustration. So I feel bad for Bortolo because I think he was so good for so long this season. And yeah, look at, has he played his best hockey of late? I would say no, but I just, I think with the timing of it and everything else, I think it's, it's unfortunate because I think that overall, I mean, if you, if you're looking at guys who I think have been great for the Barracuda and if you want me to give final marks at the end of the year, Bortolo gets like an A, like it's, it's not even a, a question. I just don't think he's finished particularly strong. Uh, and uh, yeah, in the chat bringing up that Gadjevich um, is traveling, so maybe he comes back in. So um, yeah, I, maybe Gadjevich comes back in. It could be that simple too. Um, but if they do call somebody up, I, I'm curious to see who it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Johnson is out. You would think Gadjevich's ready to go. He'll he'll jump in and well, he he should just slot back in, right? Yeah. yeah. And poor Kevin LeBanc will be scratched again for Vancouver. No, I'm kidding, kidding. He's been playing better lately. He didn't take a penalty in this one, folks. You know, he didn't even did. He, I don't even think he got put in the box to serve someone else's penalty. So I mean, <laughs> wins all across the board. Uh, hey, they only had three penalties in this game. You know, kudos to them. Oh, for three on the for the Oilers power play tonight. I mean, shoot, come on. Uh, especially 50, now, now NHL.com is saying 51 shots. Damn you. Uh, damn you for changing everything on, on me here, making me look like an idiot. All right. Uh, third period, Eklund gets a tying goal after the Edmonton gets two posts. Uh, you know, early on, including McDavid, who had a breakaway. It's like, come on. I mean, if you're yeah, taking the cheat code. Dude. Seriously, and then Eckholm just, I don't know, gets 10 feet away and just slaps one in. Like, goodness gracious. And then, did, did the Sharks even have a, a, a quality scoring chance in overtime? I, I think Edmonton just kept going back and forth and just nothing was I don't happening. Think so. and, nothing. I mean, no, I, yeah, Edmonton kind of just dominated that entire overtime. I mean, it, I think the only thing that surprised me about the overtime was it wasn't that Edmonton won. It was just that it took that long to win and took that many shots to win. Cause again, um, you know, credit to James Reimer. I think he played um, the, the end of that game. Like he, he made some absolutely ridiculous saves. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, he made one late, late in the third period on dry saddle during that late power play that looked very yeah. similar to the Bach of Brad Richards. Um, you know, Reimer supposedly doing his job. Yeah, uh, we have super chat, so hit that. Oh, up. oh, thank you so much. Sorry, we got a little sidetrack there. Broad Smith, we do that. Thank you very much for the two dollars super chat on YouTube. So Ek is winning the Norris, right? I think so. I mean, I I know that some people are like, oh, do we just play defense to win the Norris? But like, no one plays defense and wins the fucking Norris. The Norris isn't a defensive trophy. It's a you know, the, the number of points that he, he's put up such a stupid amount of points this season. Um, now, you know, someone might, you know, some people might be like, oh, but the Sharks are on a playoff team. So maybe they don't give him first votes for that. And that maybe happens. I think he should win it. And it's not even just me being a Sharks fan. I think just you, you look at the, the just the ridiculous season that he has. Like, it's absolutely Norris worthy, in, in my opinion. And I would say that 
if he was having the season anywhere else. Oh, if he was having the season anywhere else, especially up in Canada, oh, there would be so much, you know. Um, oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there would be so much of of excitement. Well, I'm in Canada, and I think he should win the North, so I win. There we go. Good night, everyone. have it. So, yeah. Yeah, good night. Yes. <laughs> Canada's spoken. I, right. I speak for all 36 million of us. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, asking Andrew M. asking, what's his trade value if he does win the North? I mean, would that pump it up? Obviously. See, that's the tricky thing. And, and we kind of – we I did touch on this last night because my, my problem here is – and I – look at On this show, I don't know if there's someone who's a bigger – Eric Carlson guy than I am on this show, but I will also remember how we got here. Um, and I think that, you know, I think it would have been easier to make a move as the playoffs approach, especially this year because he's having this North caliber season. So I think if you were, if there was a trade, I think this is when you would find it. I think it, it's easier in the off season, but I wonder when a team is not trying to, you know, add that final piece for a playoff run, cause no one's doing that in the summer. So I, 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 I get concerned that, you know, that a team would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring Eric, you know, maybe we'll bring Eric Carlson in. But then they kind of go, oh, but like, what about the other three years he was in San Jose? Right. Almost like you want to bait the Sharks into, okay, we'll give you that idea. But <laughs> so I don't know. I think prove it, it happens again. And then I we think go that trade there. is more difficult. I think it might be it's easier because you can do a lot more with moving parts in the summer. You can go over the cap and under the cap and and whatever. Right. But I think that if you don't have like that, I think teams do dumb things when they think they're going to add that final piece. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see when it happens to me. If they win Bedard, I keep them. Well, I mean, I think like I think unless like as long as you're I, I think you if if you're going to trade Eric Carlson, like uh, I don't know, man. I mean, like I, I think if you're because you're obviously going to have to eat salary. The, the question right. becomes how much salary are you going to eat and how long do the Sharks think this is going to take? Because I think like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, if they get if they draft Bedard, then him and Eklund are going to be up at the same time. Okay, that's true, but like at that point, Vlasic's off the books, and then if Carlson is still here, or if you retain money on Carlson, well, that money's off the books the year after. Couture's off the books the year after. You can have I mean, the buyouts out out soon too. Well, I, I mean, there's there'll be so much money then, and then by that point, you're talking three years down the road, right? By that point, like the cap's got to do something. I don't know if it's going to go up like as much as people think it is, but I mean, the cap's got to start doing something at that point because escrow will be paid off. So then, you know, you, you can ask other questions like how is this RSN thing going to, going to play out? We don't know the answer to that, obviously, but I feel like also in three years, they should have a solution for that also. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I think the RSN thing's obviously a big deal, but but that's like next season that they're going to have to sort that out by, by three years, whatever, wherever all that shit falls, like they're going to have a plan to get out of it. Whether it's by doing their own service and just eating all the money themselves. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so 
it's going to be tough because uh, not to get on a tangent here, but you know their streaming services are tied in with who have the rights. You know, I think up but there not it's for, for sp- regional broadcasts, and that's the loophole. Oh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that works out because I can almost think ESPN and Sportsnet will will be like, um, hey, wait a minute here. You know, so yeah. We'll oh, see. I'm sure. Like, there's gonna be there's gonna be fights, obviously, because the national rights holders paid a lot of money, but but they don't, you know, but they don't have the exclusive rights for regional games. So I, it'll be interesting to see what the NHL does in this situation. I don't want to get too far down this Randy hole. Like, and you know, just another NGS has like, isn't the cap going up like ten million dollars in three years? Maybe I I'll believe when I see it because every year it feels like they've been like, oh man, escrow is going to be paid off and the cap's going up, and then we get to the time where the cap's actually supposed to move and it's a million dollars. I will go on record and say if COVID doesn't happen and everything is hunky-dory, Timo Meyer is still a shark because they have enough money to sign him, sign Hurdle, keep keep Carlson. Uh, I mean, let's yeah, be honest. But maybe, but who knows? Because, again, like, um, again, new regime. So, true. obviously, if... if Mike Greer didn't think that he could fit Timo Meyer. I mean, obviously, look at if if Mike Greer doesn't go out and sign some of these contracts that he signed after he got rid of Burns, like then there would have been plenty of money for Timo Meyer. But nice. I don't know. I mean, you'd think, but maybe, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it is still a new regime. So maybe Timo Meyer is I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. It's it's speculative. Um I don't know. I don't cover the team that l- exists in a weird parallel universe. I cover the team that is today. <laughs> yes. And speaking of today, for those an- asking, uh, Eric Carlson's time on ice in overtime was three minutes, 18 seconds. Yeah, there you go. So he was down like he, he was off for like a minute. It seemed like so. Uh, when Nurse scored the overtime goal, I'm sure some will be like, "Oh, he was t- he was lazy. He was being lazy with the, the like." No, he played like they got three quarters of overtime. Mean, they, 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 yeah, I mean the the Sharks got super hemmed in their own end for extended periods of time. It's hard to make a line change when that's happening. And um, you know, playing a long shift is uh, absolutely brutal in hockey. I mean, I, look at I appreciate that these guys are in peak peak form, um, but yeah, man, that's uh, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Rector. Oh no, now there's a shark verse too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a parallel universe out there somewhere where the sharks are like the the dynasty, but we're stuck in this crappy universe where they just win overtime, where they lose overtime oh. games and fuck their chances of getting Connor Bedard. Yeah. So the sharks pick up a point here. Edmonton needed this one badly uh, to. Uh, get back into it but uh oh man it it, it makes you wonder uh now <laughs> see oh what are you laughing at i'm just laughing my camera keeps going to the moon oh i was going to some tape or something no it was um the sharks made nhl history tonight <laughs> did they Love yes that was the 31st time they held the lead and then lost it, matching the 0506 St. Louis Blues, who were bad and they really felt bad 
but also just another Randy G crediting uh, Uncle Darren Stevens. The Sharks mm-hmm. have lost 24 games after scoring first this season. Yeah, I mean, look at this team sucks. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no other way to slice it. Um, this team sucks. Yeah, and this this one was a tough one. A big win for Edmonton. The last two wins have really kind of vaulted them right back into the division race with Vegas mm-hmm. at 92 and then LA at 90, Edmonton at 88. Seattle's just kind of been falling apart lately uh, where they're clinging on at 83 points uh, with Calgary, you know, four points behind Winnipeg at 81 and Calgary at 77, excuse me. So come on, Seattle, for frick's sakes, you were in first place like over – yeah, but ago. then they stopped outscoring their problems. Hmm. It's like they need a score that's in Windsor. No, right that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem is, is look at their goaltending. They just they outscored their problems for a significant portion of the year. Oh, like, dear, I know people will come in here and be like, oh, my God, Ian, Martin Jones is so fucking good. No, he's not. Martin Jones. Let me bring it up for you now because fuck, I love picking on Martin Jones. I pissed off Ian. Woohoo. He's smiling though about it. So the team Martin Jones' save percentage is a fucking eight eight seven this year. <laughs> like, don't fucking tell me Martin Jones is actually good now. Fuck, God, just open. It, you guys all have the internet, right? You can pull this stuff up. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> uh. Fourteen oh eight Abara. How does the other shark first look if we never traded Carlson? Um, who knows, man, maybe, you know, Joe Pavelski's probably won like 17 con Smythes. And, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> 17 con Smythes in five 17 years. 17 nice. con Smythes. Uh, Steve Rector, let's just go down the chat. It's epic how much this team sucks. Uh, Ricky Barton Slayer, I wish this team sucked more. AO, yeah, one, me two, too. Three, five, still not as sucky as Columbus. Uh yeah, we need to take that step back and get worse in the next twelve games. <laughs> Could oh. we please? And Michael Molasses, oh, it's really. Oh my God, Ian Martin Jones is so good. <laughs> no, that's only the Sioux. The Sioux is so mm. effing good. Oh no, uh, that's fine. I, I will hear it in Discord later. Uh, speaking of <laughs> just another Randy G. Thank you for the ten dollars super chat. Yes, angry Ian is angry. I'm not even that angry. Though. I just I know, like some of hilarious. these things are just, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I just like, can this team just suck properly? Can we do something right? We, we no. couldn't win properly. We can't even lose properly. Like just do one thing right, San Jose. But after this week, because like I got a pucknologist thing where I said there'd be three loser points. So we, we got to ride the shit out. One. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, there's one. Some so robots just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for the tanking for Bedard, uh, you know, uh, Columbus is at 49. San Jose clinging on to the number two spot, even though they've lost seven in a row. They're clinging on to the number two spot <laughs> because they've lost seven in a row. They're at 53 points with 19, 37, 15. They match Calgary for the most overtime losses. Uh, Chicago is at 54. Anaheim is at 56. Ian, mm-hmm. at this point, we're, we're, I think it's time. 
We're gonna break. Are we tankathoning? We're, oh, we're tankathoning. We're tankathoning, people. All right, here we go. So thank you, Tankathon, so much. All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna reset after each time. Let's see what we got here, folks. First, thing, let's uh, let's simulate your first time. Chicago. God damn it. Chicago wins it. The Sharks stay at number two. At least they get Fantilli on that one. All right, come on. Come on, big bucks, no whammies. Buffalo wins the draft lottery. It only goes up 10 spots. Thank God. Jesus. We stay at number two there. All right, not too bad so far. Come on, number three. I swear I hit it, so everything stayed the same. All right. All right. Number four, Detroit leapfrogs and gets Fantilli. Oh boy! That yeah, that sucks. would suck. You want to see if you like if you're looking if you ever want to watch Ian cry live on air, um, just watch our uh, watch our draft lottery show. We do a lot, like we do every year. May eighth. Uh, May eighth. Uh, let me try to book it off so that I'm that I'm home and and we can do this live. Uh, yes. And maybe I'll cry on air. We'll see. Yes. Last one. Come on. Come on. No. Of course, Chicago and then Philadelphia. Oh boy. Let's just plan an outdoor game while we're at it. Like seriously. All right. All right. So the Sharks didn't get number number one overall, but they definitely stayed number two three out of the five times. So that's that's nice to see. Yeah, I so. don't. The, the, if they fall to like four or five, then then you're gonna see some real tears. It's it's gonna be bad. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna be a mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the Uh By the way, since you've been in here, the chat explain. You know, pron- give me the pronunciation so I can get it right. I really want to get that right. Uh, there. Uh, no, we need top end talent. Uh, Lanicle saying, I mean, it's a top five pick. You're going to get somebody useful in this deep, deep draft. Yeah, I mean, you get someone useful, but I think that like, I mean, Hunter Bedard is is like the the guy, right? Like, obviously, that's that's the prize. Um, but I like I I like Fantilli a lot. Um. I think some of the other guys like like you're right. If if the Sharks draft four or five, like they're still gonna get a guy. I just I just think that not getting Bedard or Fantilli would just not be fun. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> just after this season, I mean, it, it could quite conceivably be where the Sharks and I'm looking here realistically. The Sharks have lost or have won 19 games. The next closest is Columbus at 21. It's quite conceivable the Sharks could have the fewest wins in the NHL and mm-hmm. end up picking fourth or fifth overall. Look, I mean, and that fucking blows. Well, Pardon my you French. know, but I mean, if you look at, but I mean, like, uh, if if you want to talk about, you know, Bettman's favorite teams or everything, right? Like the Coyotes have been fucked by this a hundred million times. Like the draft lottery has been the the Coyotes' worst nightmare. I'm sorry, it's not our fault that they've won four in a row, six two and two in their last ten. Come no, on. no, no. But I mean, but but if but if you look at like the history of the lottery, like I feel like the Coyotes always get shafted down further down than they than they should have, like than they would have normally. Like they always seem to get shunted by other teams jumping ahead of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Burge seven F ninety one with a five dollar yeah. super chat. Thank you very much. What does the twenty twenty four draft look like? How do oh, I am that is not that is not an Ian question. I appreciate the the five dollars, and I wish I had an answer for you. Um, but I don't. It's 
man, there was a there was a time where I used to watch a lot of hockey, regardless of what league. Just you know, trying to keep track of all this stuff. And honestly, man, I'm just you, I don't have that time anymore. Um, I I you know I I and I don't even wish that I do because honestly, like I like having my family and doing stuff with my family. So, um, I. Man, I just I I focus on the the year that is at this point because um, I I I do appreciate the super chat and I wish that I could give you an answer worth that money. I I unfortunately I I would rather not you know spin some bullshit for you though uh, and and tell you what it is and the answer is I don't know. Considering how how they've been talking about this uh, draft how deep this draft is that you would have to think there's going to be a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say let down uh, in 2024, but you know, again, no, be because I feel like they always like we always, I feel like every draft there's always like, I like, I think that the hype for Bedard is real, but every draft, like every, you know, the top couple of guys always get super hyped, whether they earn it or not. Um, I think you've seen that with, uh, you know, a couple of drafts, like obviously, um, Alexis Lefrenier, for example. Right. You know, um, so like, uh, there's always hype at, at for the draft, but I, I, you know, whether a player actually lives up to it or not, yeah. uh, remains to be seen. But I think like Connor Bedard is the the real deal in this situation. Like Connor Bedard is is the guy who probably is your first overall pick if he's you know in any draft like within. 10 years behind or 10, you know, five years behind or five years ahead of where he's drafted. He's probably still the, the undisputed guy. Yeah. Um, Jesse Littlefield on YouTube, a new rabbit role. Are the shakes capable of developing a top tier talent? I have no idea. Um, I think with a guy like Connor Bedard, most of the tools are there already. I don't know if there's much to develop there. Um, other than just helping him adjust to the pro game, right? Like, I don't think, like, no one's sitting here saying, oh, man, the the, the Oilers did such a great job, job developing McDavid. No, because McDavid's just fucking McDavid, right? I, I And then that's how I feel about Connor Bedard. Right, right. Uh, AO12345 on YouTube on the bright side, drafting this high, we won't get another Goldobin or Mueller. Ouch. Uh, you would hope not, uh, especially not in this draft. No, I mean, if they unless the Sharks go way off the fucking board and Which, if they do fire everyone and, you know, maybe maybe we uh, I don't know. still around. So who knows? <sighs> yeah, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'd be, we, you know, we but, say I, that, but, but I, I, I say if, if the Sharks, you know, somehow get like second overall and go way off the fucking board. I don't know for Teal Town USA next year. Maybe we find a different color. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck this team at that point. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I apologize. I know it's something. There's something in my computer that causes my mic to spike every once in a while, and I'm not sure what it is. I've been trying to sort it out. It's a power thing, I think, because the wiring in my house. My house is really old, and I think it's uh, a wiring issue. Um, I, I apologize. I don't think a, a different mic would change it. I, I, it's, I think it's a, either a Skype thing or it's just a, a power thing where the power fluctuates in my house a little bit and uh, it does weird things. We, we hope every now and then for it, when it does happen, that he gets angry and it's very timely when it happens. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I do apologize. It's something that I wish I could I yeah. could get sorted out. I've 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 tried to look into it because I notice it happens like pretty much regardless, and I don't believe it's my mic because I've had this problem with other mics as well. Yeah. All right, uh, LM, what's the per jersey of the night? I'm wearing what Jasper Weatherby would have worn if he played in the global games. So there you go. So there you go. Only $500 at the shark store. Oh, God. Uh, just another Randy G. You'll be in Vancouver on Thursday. Hey, my left. enjoy. Oh, nice. We'll be looking for you. Uh, have fun. That's one of the places I really want to get up to go see. So, all right. Uh, if the Sharks draft third overall, who should they draft? Should they take Mitchkov or Carlson? Um, Mitchkov scares me a little bit. Um, I like Carlson a lot though, so I might lean Carlson. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely something that's worthy of debate. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people would agree with my, my take on Carlson. Um, but Carlson is a prospect that I do like a lot. And Mitch Koff is signed with the KHL for a couple more years after this season. So I know that's been a little, I get, I always get nervous with, with Russian players right now, especially with our current, um, with our current climate. And it would be so sharks to draft a guy and then have him just never come to North America. Look, I, to me, that would be just so sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And Carlson getting some much love in the chat and on there. So, all righty. Well, I think that pretty much puts a bow on this one. So in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey, also now on Amazon Music. We should also mention that as well. Uh, always available at tealtownusa.com. Of course, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, Leave a comment down below after you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. Tell us what you think uh, of tonight's game. Entertaining, of course. Or did you want Reimer to lose like badly? Did you? Are you disappointed? Connor McDavid only had two points tonight to basically ruin the start of your fantasy hockey playoffs. Damn it, Connor! What the hell? It's the freaking Sharks for crying out loud! Yes, I do have Connor McDavid in my fantasy hockey league right now um and, and also you know let is us there know. any way mitch caught slice the devils I, I again man i think i know we're trying to wrap this up Very good. i think that there's going to be a little bit of buyer beware on russian players because again we just don't know what the what tomorrow is going to bring as far as um the relationship between russia and north america um Especially if anything, you know, like we just with all this stuff in the Ukraine and, and yeah, we don't know how that's going to escalate. And um, I just, man, I, it, you know, and, and then maybe just Russia doesn't want to let their players leave. Um, you, you never know what what could come. Right. So I think there's definitely a little bit of uh, buyer beware on Russian players in this current climate of this insanity that we're all living right now. Yeah, a little, little nervousness uh, yeah, about that, especially uh, what's been going on this week. Uh, that Sharks, or that New Jersey pick that the Sharks currently have currently sits at 28. So, 
we'll see on that. Uh, we will be back with you following Sharks in Vancouver. Yes, somebody did say Vancouver. Not Skip. Did somebody say Vancouver? Uh, that is a Thursday night game. Uh, I believe it's you and me, Ian. It I'm... is you and me. I'm looking right now. Nice. How did this happen? I am just like, I'm on all the shows. Oh, it's because I... That's right. <laughs> it's because I did just yesterday. All right. I was like, how, did I, how am I doing so many shows this week? And yeah. I understand. Hashtag all Ian, baby. In all fact, Ian, baby. In fact, you'll be covering the, the two CUDA games. Or what, Tuesday, Wednesday? I mean, are they oh, I mean, in the week? That's unfortunate. That's yeah, very covering them. Yeah, yeah. I'll be we are not My letting not Ian sleep. No, apparently not. My wife is not going to be happy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Ian, appreciate you. We appreciate all the viewers watching. Of course, hit us up everywhere on the social media. We are now Ian's on... getting a divorce. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, that's icing on the power play. That's never good. Oh boy. Well, oh, his wife is probably going to say the same thing Randy says here. Better not have with Wednesday. me. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm getting a divorce. This is happening. Oh boy. All right. Well. On that note, for for the soon-to-be-divorced <laughs> Ian Reed, I, I feel like I'm in an episode of uh, Steve Dangle podcast, Divorce. <laughs> um, I am Eric Curry. You can follow me at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Again, we'll be back with you Thursday night following Sharks in Vancouver. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you are wanting more content, check us out on the YouTube channel. Uh, Ian did a technologist with AJ. That was so. Oh, uh, what? Hey, in the chat, it's a call back to yesterday. He said Ian's oh. going. Ian's wife is going vegan just to spite him. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin, thank you, buddy. Uh, thank you for following. Yeah, we got. It's not enabled yet, but you can follow us on the Twitch at Tealtown USA. So be on the lookout with that. So thanks for watching, and until next time, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you after Sharks and Canucks on Thursday.